For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in second hour here on Thursday morning, the final day of August. That's right. Tomorrow it'll be September. And that means for me, it's fall. I know some of you are going to say, well, wait till at least wait till Tuesday, right? Can you wait till Tuesday, please? Just give me one more weekend. Give me Labor Day weekend. I know and I will. You can have it. But for me, September 1st is fall. I will make the switch over to pumpkin spice. I will start wearing my Uggs and my leggings. No, wait, that's it's not me that does that. But you know, we'll start uh, we'll start celebrating what I call spooky season. Really, I look at from 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 Labor Day until not even Halloween. I, I'd say uh, even you know the days following Halloween. That's spooky season for me. I'm going to be out all over the place this fall. And I'm going to be presenting a variety of different paranormal topics at libraries. They're all free for you to attend. And I will update you as we go along on those. But I will say that um, some of them are requiring registration ahead of time because they're proving to be quite popular. And that's not me. That's just, you know, the paranormal in October. But there's a lot of interest in these events and uh, as such, libraries are requiring for requiring registration for them. So I just recently um, agreed to be not agreed, but you know came came to terms and agreed and signed everything to to be at the North Providence Library on Monday, October twenty third, at six p.m. Talking about the Bridgewater Triangle, they're requiring registration on their website. Uh, I will. I mean. I can just give you a quick rundown, I guess. So I'm going to be doing an event in Dedham on Monday, October 2nd, working on getting all the details together on that still. That's going to be at a, at a event space type restaurant bar thing. Um, then, let's see, October 10th, I'll be in West Bridgewater. On October 11th, I'll be at the New Bedford Public Library presenting Paranormal 101. That's at 7 p.m. on October 11th. On uh, the 18th, I'll be in Norwell at 6.30. On the 19th, I'll be at the Turner Free Library in Randolph at 6. On the 21st, it's a Saturday at 2 p.m., I'll be at the Westport Public Library. As I mentioned, North Providence on the 23rd. 
the Bridgewater Public Library on the 24th, uh, the Sandwich Public Library on the 26th, the Brockton Public Library on the 27th, the Holbrook Public Library on the 28th. That'll be a Saturday morning, 1130 uh, event. And the Plymouth Public Library on October 30th. And then on the morning of Halloween, right after the show, I'm heading over to a uh, private thing where I've been, uh, I've actually been booked to speak at uh, the Martin Institute at Stonehill College. So that'll be fun. Uh, so those are just, those are the dates that I have booked so far. Some other dates that are uh, still in the works, but I'll be out all over the place. So you're going to get a very interesting Tim Weisberg show each weekday morning in October because I may be sleep deprived. I may be extra goofy. I will certainly be in spooky season mode. So who knows where it could go? It'll be very interesting. But this is this is my time of year to get out there and get weird with people. So I've got to take full advantage of that. And, uh, and we'll just make it a little bit weirder in the morning. That's all. So 508-996-0500. Uh, as I mentioned, Barry has an article about Hungry Pot coming to Dartmouth. It's going to be a new Korean, all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue restaurant. And again, I've never had Korean barbecue. I've had like dishes, Korean barbecue dishes at different places, which has been like their take on it. And I've had, you know, the frozen meal type things, but I've never been to a Korean barbecue restaurant. And I guess if you're going to try something for the first time, all you can eat is the way to do it, right? So you can try a little bit of everything. That's how I really got into sushi originally, because I didn't know anything about it. I had never had it. And I went to one of the Chinese buffets and they had it there. I said, well, I'm going to try this and see if I like it. And I tried it and I did like it. And that led to me trying it at some other sushi places. And I said, this is, this is good. I would buy it at the supermarket. I like this. But I don't really know anything about it. I'm just buying like the California roll that I see at, at the supermarket or I'm buying, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm grabbing whatever they put out at the buffet. I don't even know what it is. And so I would go to Azuma and that would help me like kind of learn what I liked and what I didn't like. And the, the answer is I like it all. All the sushi, all the sashimi, give me all of it. I like all of it. But the first time that we went to Azuma, this is, you know, back when I was still married, it was my wife and my son and I. And we sat down at the table and the server came over and said, what would you like? And I said, I, we don't know. We don't know what we like. We, we've only really had it at the supermarket or at the Chinese buffet. We don't really know what we like. What do you recommend? And the server looked at us and said, I recommend that you get one of everything. And then you can see what you like and what you don't like. And I was like, but it says here on the menu that you'll charge us if we don't. And she's like, just, just get one of everything. So we did. And they brought out this, this huge platter. And we got to try everything and learn what we preferred. I shouldn't say liked and didn't like, because again, we liked it all, but we got to learn what we preferred. And then that helped us out with being able to go out and order sushi in other places. So maybe it'll be the same thing with Korean barbecue, where you can you know try a little bit of everything, learn what you like and what you don't like, or learn what you like better than other things. And then should you go to a different Korean barbecue place, you'll, you'll be armed with that knowledge. But again, we don't know when it's going to open yet, However, we do know, based on what they charge at some other places, what the prices are going to be. And uh, as mentioned, 
$32.99 for dinner, which I know sounds expensive, but it's, you know, for the experience that you're getting. And when you think about it, if you go out to eat and you get a, a $20 entree, which is what a lot of places, you know, are charging for an entree these days, you get a $20 entree and a $15 appetizer, you just spent 35 bucks right there. So it's it's not it's not going to be an everyday place for a lot of people where they could just go anytime they wanted. You know, it's kind of like Brazilian Grill. I tell people all the time, Brazilian Grill is one of those places that you go to when you want to go to it. You don't go there because you say, well, where do you want to go to? I don't know. Well, let's go to Brazilian Grill. Like you go there with the intention of I'm going to go there and I'm going to eat a lot of meat. And as such, you know, you know when you go there, you're planning on what it will cost to go there. And I think that this place will be similar to that. You know, Azuma, I think Azuma was 20 bucks for dinner. If I remember right, I don't, I might be wrong. It might have been 25. So it's not that much more for this Korean barbecue place, which is going to be obviously a different kind of food. But I'm looking forward to trying it out. And uh, we will certainly keep you up to date with when it will open. 508-996-0500. I guess we could also pose the question, which, you know, we look at the variety of cuisine that we have here on the South Coast. And yes, I'm going to start talking about food. So all of you people who get upset because I, you know, don't talk about how much Joe Biden sucks or anything like that. I just talk about food and ghosts. I'm going to talk about food now. We mentioned ghosts already. Now we're going to talk about food. And we've got all kinds of varieties, all varieties of cuisine here on the South Coast. I don't think that we have enough Indian restaurants. We have one, really. At least one that I'm aware of. I would love to have more Indian options because I love Indian food. But I think we have a great representation of a lot of different types of cuisine. Is there something that you feel is missing? Is there something you would like to see open? And it doesn't have to be a chain or, or a particular restaurant, but just a type of a style of cuisine. Let me know what you think. 508-996-0500. I think we, we could use more barbecue overall. Texas style, St. Louis style, but more barbecue. We have a few places that do it and do it well. But I don't know. There's something about, there was a place in Wareham that opened up. They were, they were like, they were there and they were gone because the owner got, I believe the owner got sick and he was the only one really keeping that place going. But it was, what was it called? The Taste of Heaven? Or was that the pizza place? I think the pizza place was Slice of Heaven. I think this place was Taste of Heaven. And the barbecue there was phenomenal. It was operating out of an old, like, ice cream stand at the go-kart track. But the food was amazing. But it, it didn't last. And that's, we need, we need more like that. More like real, and that was like a, a Cape Verdean take on Texas barbecue. So good. 508-996-0500. Uh, good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. 
Hello? I don't know. You just called. I don't know why it's not working. Uh, you'll have to try again. Yeah, I heard you hang up there, so you'll have to try again. Uh, but uh, we have, you know, every, really every other type of cuisine imaginable. I guess if you want to get, like, really hyper-focused and say, well, there's no Jamaican restaurants, no Ethiopian restaurants, no Tibetan restaurants, which are, you know, places that you find in the bigger cities. I always thought somebody would come in with more of a buffet mentality because, let's face it, folks around here are big eaters, right? So I was surprised when Old Country Buffet closed that a Golden Corral didn't try to come in. The nearest one is, I think, out in, like, the Springfield area. I don't know. I've never been. My parents go to it sometimes, but I've never been. So why wouldn't that work down here? If you remember the days of Old Country Buffet, was it ever not busy? If you went in there at night, it was always packed. If you went in there for breakfast on the weekends, you had to wait in line. And I don't know, there was just something about going there for breakfast, having all the variety options of breakfast that I think drew people in. And it was quick. It was fast. So if you were going to church or had something else to do on your Sunday morning or Saturday morning, you could get in and out of there in a half an hour. But I just, I think there's probably room for something like that again. Obviously, that company had problems that I think went beyond the Dartmouth location because they closed up everywhere. I think there's a few hometown buffets left, but they closed up everywhere. It wasn't just that particular location that went bust. And I know with food costs what they are these days, it's probably hard to uh, operate an all-you-can-eat buffet-type place. But from what I've seen about that Golden Corral, it could probably do pretty well down here. I don't know how good the food is. I just, I know that I'm, I don't have any interest in a chocolate fountain. It's too much chocolate for me. But I, again, I, I think something like that would do well here. I don't know why they haven't, or maybe they have and they've just determined it's not a good place. Maybe they've determined we have so many good restaurants that they didn't need to be another one in the mix. 508-996-0500, or you can hit me up on App Chat. Uh, let's see here. Got a couple app chat messages. Uh, Jeff in Fall River says, Good morning, Tim. Speaking of phones, from what I've seen on the news, David Ortiz was extorted for money when someone hacked into his phone. As a victim of identity theft myself, it's extremely stressful and triggers a new level of anxiety for me. Always protect yourself. Yeah, I saw that story. I mean, David Ortiz has had not the best luck since retiring from baseball. First, he gets shot. And what is originally determined to be a case of mistaken identity, but actually turned out to be that, according to Ed Davis, the former Boston police commissioner who Ortiz hired to lead the investigation, his own investigation into it, uh, the, a drug dealer in the Dominican Republic shot Ortiz because he was jealous of him. Still don't know how I feel about all that. That seems strange, but now 
Ortiz has come forward and, and put out a video saying he was a victim of identity theft, that somebody stole information that he had on an old cell phone. And he wanted to put out a video. He put a video on his Instagram page to alert people about what had happened and to let them know that they might get you know contacted by a fraudulent David Ortiz that isn't him. Just crazy stuff, but it, it can happen to anybody. And again, after I just said I don't, you know, protect my phone with a with a thumbprint, I guess maybe maybe I should. Nobody wants to hack my phone. No and, and nobody wants to steal my identity because they're like, oh wait a minute. I stole this guy's identity. Now I owe people money. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. Let's go right back to the phones. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. What's shaking, brother? How you doing, Lamone? <laughs> hey, uh, did you hear Michelle on the call? I didn't get to hear her last night, but uh, I will I will catch a podcast of it later on. That'll be good. Just, did you know she was doing it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I saw it on, uh, on Facebook. You know I can't stay up. And that, that airs at 1 o'clock in the morning out here. I couldn't be up that late. I realize that, and it goes and shoots off at like two o'clock in the morning for me. Okay, just letting you know. But like, if, wait, you know, that, that doesn't I gonna, work. I was, was going to tell you yesterday, but somebody rushed me off the phone like they were like they were Mister High and High. Well, and I'm going to rush you off in about ninety seconds because I have to do the news. So, so um, are you going to have you talked to uh, Miss Miss um, Burks? Stephanie? Yeah, yeah. We, we we just spoke last night. Oh, good. I talked to him. He didn't say anything. I talked to him. He didn't say hi. And thank you for telling that, did you? I did not tell her you said hi, no. But she's going to have a very big announcement soon. You should follow her Facebook page, Stephanie Burke, uh, Spirit Medium. She has a very big announcement coming any day now. Oh, really? Twins? No, 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 no. Professional announcement. Okay. Oh, that's good. And Steve, that's good. I know they were doing the thing together and, you know. Since, since you don't come, since you're not come to the show anymore, you know, kind of sad. How it's been like 16 years you've been doing the show, right? Uh, just about 18. It'll be 18 in January. You look at that. You, there hasn't even been. You haven't been on the air on there like maybe what a month's time this year. Uh yeah, we we've been off since uh, since the, the late spring. But I remember between times you weren't. You were those days you weren't on there also. You said something about the compute, about the satellite, about the radio program. Was that also the reason why you stopped doing the, uh, the YouTube? No, the YouTube stopped because Matt Costa left. He was the guy that was making all that happen, and uh, and he left. So now we were down down him being here. He was the one that made that all that magic go on. I got to just hold you there, Lamone, only because I've got to take the news. But uh, we will talk to you tomorrow, I am sure. And uh, right now, it is time to go into the WBSM newsroom with Adam Bass. Oh, sorry, Adam. Hold on. I hit the wrong button there. And there we go. What was once Hurricane Idalia remains a serious threat as tropical storm hitting southeastern North Carolina. The National Hurricane Center is warning of life-threatening flash flooding in the overnight hours. In their latest update, the National Hurricane Center put Idalia's maximum sustained winds at 60 miles per hour. A tornado watch was issued for 
for parts of North Carolina until early Thursday morning. President Biden says there's no denying the climate crisis any longer as the administration deals with several natural disasters. Biden met with his cabinet and agency officials Wednesday to discuss the federal response to the hurricane as well as the devastation left behind by the wildfires in Maui. A federal judge is ruling in favor of two Georgia election workers who sued Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of New York, for defamation. Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss sued Giuliani over his false claims the two helped commit election fraud in the 2020 election. A trial to determine how much Giuliani will have to pay will be set for later this year or early 2024. Ex-White House advisor Peter Navarro will not be able to claim executive privilege as a defense in his contempt of Congress trial. Brian Shook reports. Navarro is set to go on trial in the case next week for refusing to comply with a subpoena issued by the Congressional Committee that investigated the attack on the Capitol. A federal judge ruled Wednesday Navarro failed to prove former President Trump invoked executive privilege that prevented him from testifying before the committee. Jury selection in the case is scheduled to begin Tuesday. I'm Brian Shook. For the 11th time since June, Texas officials have sent a bus filled with migrants to Los Angeles. The Los Angeles mayor's office said it arrived late this morning. It had 35 asylum seekers from Honduras, Guatemala, Peru, Russia, and Venezuela. Texas officials sending migrants to Los Angeles has become a common occurrence in recent weeks. And a pig kidney is still functioning in a brain-dead man six weeks after transplant surgery. New York University Langone Health says this is the longest period a pig kidney has functioned in a human being. Surgeons transplanted the genetically engineered organ after the 57-year-old man's family agreed to donate his body because his organs weren't suitable for transplant. The NYU Lagone Transplant Institute director said the kidney is doing all the jobs that a normal human kidney would do. And in sports, the Boston Red Sox were defeated by the Houston Astros last night. The Sox will head to the Kansas City to play against the Royals. The game is set for Friday. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. If you're planning on heading to the beach, we do have a high surf advisory until 8 p.m. this evening. Otherwise, enjoy this sunny, breezy day with temperatures coming in around 74 degrees. As we head into the overnight, it's going to be clear and cool with a low of 53 degrees. And for tomorrow, mostly sunny, dry, and a high near 74. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 64 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Think of it as breakfast for your mind. Back to the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Welcome, everybody, to the eighth month of the world. The flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Oh! We don't thank everybody for coming out. You could have been anywhere in the world. You're here with me. I appreciate that. Let's rock. H to the is O, V to the is A. 
Christians, who miners who used to dribble down at VA Was hurting them in a home of the turpins Got a third chief for them Plus if they were short with cheese, I would work with them I bought it weed, got rid of that dirt for them Wasn't born hustlers, I was birthing them H to the Izzo, B to the Izzo But she's easy, keep my arms so breezy Can't leave rap alone, the game needs me Haters want me clap that And that's Jay-Z from his MTV Unplugged performance Backed by the legendary Roots crew and uh, Not Bad Noke Bluff says, uh, good morning, Tim. My favorite all-time MTV Unplugged performance was Jay-Z, back by the Roots Band. And that's why I played that for you. Uh, also, uh, for, just an update for those who might have missed the beginning of the program uh, about uh, last night's South Coast Tonight. Uh, I, As I mentioned earlier, I went home yesterday afternoon at about 1, 1.30, uh, not feeling well. Went home and uh, laid down on the bed, passed out for about three and a half hours. And woke up to a uh, text message from Jess saying that she needed the night off. And then a text message from Michael Rock that came in after that that said, uh, Jess is taking tonight off. She'll be, she's going to take the next couple of nights off. She'll be back on Saturday. So that's what I know. And uh, I'm sure she can fill you in more on Saturday when she's here. But I know that it's a, you know, it's a, it's a personal thing. It's not, I mean, I, I know why she wants the night off, but it's not my place to say. So, um. It was uh, it was her call, so uh, you can you can stop with the conspiracy theories. If you if you were already thinking of some, as one app chatter already did. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Are you gonna go down to this protest today? Well, I guess I shouldn't call it pro- this rally today that uh, the UMass Star Store students are holding to show support to want to save the star store campus i'm wondering what you know movers and shakers show up who's going to show up from the state legislation the the legislative legislative delegation who's going to show up is the mayor going to show up will there be city councilors there or is this just you know an attempt at doing something that's already a foregone conclusion and it seems like at least it's a foregone conclusion for this year. What can this accomplish maybe for the future? Do you think that this could lead to a reversal of course for the future of that building? I don't know. But at least the students aren't going to go down without a fight. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hello. I think you need another big hug. Okay. Do you have anything else to say? No? Somewhere, there's a a mom and a dad who are really proud of that person. Good for them. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and have something intelligent to add to the conversation. And uh, again, going back to this, the Star Store situation, there's been a, a number of students who have been very vocal about this, but a lot of them who have been are students who have been there and who have been uh, attending classes at the Star Store for a couple of years. In fact, one of them, Fallon Navarro, who's been cited in pretty much all of the New Bedford Lights coverage of what's going on over there, is a graduate-level student. So you've got someone who had the opportunity to go there and really learn about that. I'm wondering what the incoming freshmen feel about this. The incoming freshmen who 
signed up to go to the school under the pretenses that they would be able to utilize that campus. And now if, if you're a graduate level student or someone who is a junior or senior, yeah, it's terrible for you, but also you've, you've had that experience too. Imagine being a freshman coming into this program and looking ahead and saying, well, for the next four years, I could be in a bed, bath and beyond. Now, I know it's a short term lease that they signed. But still, like, do you have a lot of confidence that the university has a plan going forward? Or do you start to feel like they're going to try to kill off my major? I just signed up to go to school here and I'm not going to be able to get my degree from here. Unless I decide to change majors. Do you have confidence in the program going forward? Confidence in the CVPA, which, you know, has been around for a long time. It was there before there was the Star Store campus. But do you have confidence that the university is committed to your field of study as you are writing them a check every semester? And I think those are the kids that UMass needs to, to pay attention to. Because they're already, you know, I guess to be fair about it, college admission is down for most schools. But admission is down for UMass Dartmouth. They've had their struggles. Jack's talked about how they've had issues or, or haven't even attempted to recruit people, recruit students for this program, for this college, the, the College of Visual and Performing Arts. So do you feel confident as a student going in there, as a freshman going into this program, that you will be wisely investing your time because you will come out of this in four years or however long you'll be there for with a degree in what you want to study? And I've heard arguments on, on, on all sides. I've heard people who say, well, you know, maybe they should study something that would actually lead to a job when they get out of college. And I don't think that's fair. I think that school has shown that there's a lot of viable careers for working artists, working artisans when they leave that, that school. Others will say, well, you could always transfer to somewhere else, right? You can go to a different school where you can study that should the program end during your time there. But is it that easy? Especially, it's one thing if you're just showing up and going into a classroom every day and sitting at a desk and taking notes during a lecture. You could do that anywhere. But it's different when you are a creative person and you are utilizing that studio space to create and then to suddenly get shoved into another studio and say, here, you work here now. Which is, I think, why some of these upperclassmen are so upset about getting moved into you know, bed, bath, and beyond compared to where, where they've been throughout their collegiate career. So it, it just seems like there's a lot of tone deafness on the part of the university for what these students actually do, what they actually study, and how they do so. I mean, I remember when I went to UMass Dartmouth and there were times when I would go to one classroom over a different classroom and say, why, why do we have to go into this room? Why can't we have it in that room? But, oh, well, 
I guess I'll just go anyway because it's just a lecture. It doesn't matter where it's happening. It's completely different when you've got all your materials stored there. It's not like these kids are walking in with everything that they need every class. The projects that they're working on stay there. And they come back and work on them further. It just it's it just seems very tone deaf. It's it's expecting them to be able to to move on the fly like any other student. Speaking of which, some of those students will have to do that because they're going to start the semester somewhere else and then be moved into modulars that will be expected to be opening sometime in October on the campus, which means they're starting off somewhere else and then moving in the middle of the semester. As someone who had to move schools in the middle of the school year, not, well, uh, quite a few times, sometimes by moving from one town to another, but I'm thinking particularly of when I went to, to sandwich schools and we went to the, I went to the wing school, I was in sixth grade, and halfway through the school year, they closed down that building and opened up two new elementary schools and they moved all the kids to those two new elementary schools. And that was... An adjustment, a big adjustment in the middle of the school year. And you're going to put, I mean, granted, sixth grade versus college kids is a difference, but you're going to put kids through that in the middle of the school year. 508-996-0500. By the way, speaking of the wing school and sandwich, stay tuned. We might have some uh, some paranormal news for you on that. Uh, but right now, I do have to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. In 508-996-0500. We will, uh, we will also have the entire next hour to talk with you as well. And then after that, it'll be South Coast Now with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. Uh, they'll have more follow-up to their discussion with the mayor yesterday. Uh, and I don't know if he plans on attending this Star Store rally, I guess is probably the right word for it. This show of support to save the Star Store uh, I don't know if Senator Montigny will be there. I know they've been invited based on what the New Bedford Light was reporting. But whether or not they'll show up is a, is a different story. Uh, and, and who else will show up to show support? I mean, obviously, students will be there. Faculty will be there. Will the local business community come down and support them? The people who have a direct relationship with some of the students that uh, attend the Star Store campus. People who have a vested financial interest in seeing that building continue to be 
an, the CVPA's campus, will it be a situation where the community as a whole comes out and pushes for this? That, I think, will get the attention more of the people that are in the decision-making process than, and, and by that I mean outside of the university. I mean the legislative delegation, the governor. You know, I think that will carry more weight than just the students. If this turns into a students versus the university battle, the university is going to win. But if you show that the community as a whole wants that building to stay there, then maybe the state comes in and says, all right, we've, we've got to make this work. And again, it's not like, I, here, here's the question that I want to know. Here's the question that I want to know. I want to know how much is it going to cost to move students into the Bed Bath & Beyond building? How much is it going to cost to build these modular class or to have these modular classrooms brought in? How much is the moving costing for everything? Because they hired a moving company to do it. It wasn't like they told the kids, you've got to go show up and move your own stuff. They hired a moving company to come in and take the things out of the Star Store building and move it to these other spots. Start adding up all that money. And tell me if that money could have gone into making the repairs that were involved in the Star Store building, as well as the $8 million bond that Senator Montigny had earmarked for when they spent the $1 to buy the building. And what are we talking about in, in, in the difference here? Could they have spent that same amount of money to get that building at least usable enough so that the, the university didn't feel that they couldn't send students there, as, as Chancellor Fuller put in his letter. And also, the other part of that, too, is I know that the owner of the building, Paul Downey, is trying to challenge the $1 purchase option. But as the law is written, and as the original contract is written, that's the case. So if he thinks that he deserves more than fair, comp more, you know, fairer compensation than a dollar... Okay, the state's going to buy the building for a dollar and then you can fight that out in court afterward and if they owe you money. But as of right now, there's legislation passed and a signed lease that both legally make that possible. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know how it's going to shake out, but I do know that they're going to be out there today. Uh, let me take a really quick call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? Oh. Good, how are you? Uh, Jamie's going to be there in spirit. She already put on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. Uh, my niece, Jamie Silva. Mm -hmm. And um, she put on there, uh, saved the stuff, well, that big poster there. Anyway, there's another Korean restaurant in Plymouth. My brother went, they, they went this weekend. They love it there. They've been there a couple of times. Is it Corey's? Oh, I don't uh, think I've heard of it. Is that one of those big, big chairs outside there, too? Like they do at the Black Whale? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, they said it's really, really good there. So, um, Are you, yeah. you going to go try this place when it opens up, the one in Dartmouth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like the one they have in Dartmouth, too, but um, this one here, I think this one sounds better. I think they're going to have that soup. I don't know if they're going to have, well, what is it, pho? Uh, yeah, the pho. Yeah, they'll, I'm sure they'll have some of that, sure. I like that, yeah. I think, I think yeah. what you'll find, too, is that you'll have a lot of people that are, you know, going to be discovering Korean barbecue for the first time by going there. We've had quite a few times. 
Very good. I like it. And um, what else was I going to say? Uh, that's about it, I think. I just woke up. <laughs> All right, no, I totally understand. I, I haven't been awake that long myself either. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. You have a good day. Have a good day. Bye. And 508-996-0500. We'll take some more of your calls right now. They'll get to take a break. Um. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.